right, everybody. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here. And of course, I'm joined as always with my co-host Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. And before we get started on recapping this uh, North Texas uh, game and kind of putting a wrap on the 2023 football season for UAB, this game recap episode and all game recap episodes are brought to you by Cahaba Brewing Company. And I'm not having one now because we're recording this <laughs> during lunch, but uh, definitely after the game, I had a, a few Cahaba Blondes, um, which is their you know most popular beer with Cahaba. Um, if you guys have not tried that out, you definitely need to go to a local uh, grocery store or wherever and pick up a six pack of Cahaba Blonde. Um, it's you know one of my favorite beers and one of their you know best selling beers. So um, definitely. Thank you to Cahaba again um, for sponsoring our game recap episodes for football season. And we'll, you know, kind of get into uh, basketball on this free show um, starting next week, hopefully. Um, but check out CahabaBrewing.com and look at all the wonderful offerings um, that they offer in their tap room. But guys, let's go ahead and get. <laughs> we can't we can't promise that we'll spend a whole lot of time on this game, but you know it, UAB falls 45 to 42 Saturday in Denton to North Texas, and I mean it, it's really just you know <laughs> kind of how the season went for UAB. You know you, you had a 14 point lead and at halftime, and slowly throughout the second half, kind of just bled out, and North Texas ends up kicking a game winning field goal. Um, Darian, I'll I'll throw it to you first. Um, you know, we can talk about this game a little bit, but I know you had some other thoughts you wanted to get into. But what what were your initial reaction to uh, what happened in Denton Saturday night? Yeah, <clears throat> you guys have, have to just uh, bear with me a little bit. I know my my internet where I'm at is kind of choppy, so I might come through mofo. But <clears throat> I think the biggest thing, what I was thinking about, and I'm trying to think in totality. In totality, total, I can't even say the word right right now. Like, I'm all messed up. But I was just trying to think of everything in a whole. Why do we have these laws, right? It seemed like sometimes um, after halftime, our offense can sputter. It's happened all season. And our defense just starts, it just starts bleeding out, as you would say. And, um, I think it's hard to like kind of place put a put anything any one thing on it, um, but it's it's almost happened every game almost, and I think on offense you you give teams time to adjust right, and I think our roster is is not deep with. We we had another guy starting at linebacker, and, and this is nothing against uh, Riles. He did an admirable job coming in. I haven't really even seen Riles play at all this year, right? And then next day, you know, he was starting at linebacker, and you know, like I said, he did he did admirable, but those are not favorable conditions to what to as a team that you want, right? You you want continuity. You want you want to be able to reveal and find players. Um, and we were still kind of searching for that. And that, I, I think that kind of speaks to our depth. And so I think defensively, I think depth, I think experience, I think the lack of being able to adjust, 
I think the lack of experience on the coaching staff as well. I think it. I think it's a sum of all things, right? Um, uh, on the on the defense, on the offense, it's hard. It's hard to place on it. I think we. I think we have limited depth there as well, especially on the offensive line. I think just depth and experience, man. I think you have to learn how to how to adjust to the adjustments. And if you're not, if you don't have a roster or that's suitable for that, right? Like maybe you need to come out of the game and you need to lean on your offensive line, not your weapons, because how they how they've adjusted. If they find something on your team that's that's a weak point, they can exploit that. And as a coach. And as a as a player, you have to be able to counter that, right? If so, in this game, we saw um, we started missing some passes, we dropped some balls, we just started making mistakes. And I think when it comes to times like that, you need to be like, all right, I'm going to hand this ball off, and we are going to lean on our offensive line. I think during the Clark years, we had offensive lines that was able to do that. I I don't think this offensive line was able to do that, you know. And we could just be exploited at times and honestly i think that's what that's what i would put down to it so it's a culmination of things but as far as review on the game for me i don't really care about specific plays it's like why does this one thing keep happening to us what what kind of explanation that can we have for this and i think we just need to grow as a team we need more depth we need more uh front end we need more experience uh, for the coaching staff to handle these situations. And um, I think we just need more st- starter talent out there, starter level talent to where they can't find weaknesses and, and start to exploit that. And that's that's a short answer. I feel like I can go all day with this answer, but um, I think that's a short answer. You bring up some good points, Darian. Uh, and I'll say this, when we made our projections going into the North Texas game, I had the most lopsided score uh, projected. I, I really envision UAB losing this contest by 14, 18 points despite the close two and a half point Vegas line. And I was wrong. Um, you know, UAB losing on a walk off field goal uh, after leading for most of the game. But with that being said, the way in which UAB lost hurt worse uh, than a 14 plus point defeat, in my opinion. And, and you may ask why. And it's it's because it was reminiscent. You guys have touched on already. Uh, of the way in which UAB has lost games all season. I will say minus the turnovers because if memory serves me right, we've gone two straight contests for the first time this year uh, without committing a turnover, uh, which was definitely a factor in which the game was only um, decided by three points. You guys have touched base on this already, but you know the way in which we've lost, whether it be the second half collapses, the defensive performances, uh, including on third down, special teams, the way we played in the road, uh, all played a significant factor and have all played a significant factor all season long. UAB finished minus 108 in second half points first FBS opponents this season. That means that UAB was outscored 108 points in second halves to FBS opponents this year. Um, the third quarter specifically in this game was abysmal offensively uh, and really despite performing well at times defensively UAB uh, was not good 645 yards uh, total offense for North Texas was a season high uh, that means UAB's defense allowed more total yards 
to North Texas and FIU, La Tech, Abilene Christian, Temple, Tulsa. It's unacceptable. North Texas converted seven of 17 in third down, three of four in fourth down. You combine that in critical down situations, North Texas converted on 48%. Again, this was a problem that UAB defense faced all season long. Special teams missed field goal, extra point. Uh, you look at the SP Plus rankings, UAB finished this season ranked 133rd in special teams, 0-6 on the road. Five of six of those losses were by 10-plus points. I could go on and on and on. But that way in which we lost was hard to watch, but it also was reminiscent of how UAB has lost games throughout the year. Damn. Hey, I mean, <laughs> he's right, guys. I mean, this defense, and it's just so frustrating to watch. Like, we thought they, I mean, they really started to kind of turn a corner because you look at the Temple game and the Navy game, the defense was not performing as bad as they were earlier in the season. But, I mean, Jimmy said it perfectly. I mean, you don't give up 645 yards on the road and expect to win any. That's I mean, the defense did rise to, you know, the fourth and goal. The, the, they stood and, you know, North Texas didn't convert any points on that drive in the first half. But, I mean, the second half, North Texas just had all day, like whatever they wanted to, whether it's running the ball, throwing the ball, they they had all they wanted. You know, UAB just could not stop this North Texas offense. And I, I don't know what the what the solution is. Um, you know, we hope that Darian and Jimmy, you know, when we did our first episode previewing this season, what did we want to say? Like we we really didn't care about the win total, but we just wanted to see progress throughout the season. And defensively speaking, this was not finishing the season on a high note. This is at the lowest note. And I just yeah, that, I don't... that was something I had a question for you guys on was you're you're exactly right, John. Uh, we talked about establishing an identity, and we talked about seeing progress throughout the year. Um, and I'm curious, Darian, do you think that UAB was successful in either of those facets? And we talked about too uh, the last four games were going to be the most critical, right? Um, yeah. You know, based on the way that the schedule laid itself out. And UAB did finish the year winning two of their last four games, but I think three and one was right there in front of us, uh, as well as a possibility to win four straight to finish the year. And that's what um, really hurt the most was because, again, we we had that game within grasp with the 14-point lead. And I talked about in the preview that I thought that this win, if UAB was able to get the win, was really going to provide some swagger that that was the word I kept thinking about throughout the week was that yeah it's only a five and seven record but it's ending the season on a high note and be able to carry some of that momentum getting a road win and uh you know getting uh seeing that success for the players that will be returning as well as having some momentum going into recruiting as well um but Darren what what was kind of your thoughts on uh progression you can look at the last four games you can look at the season as a whole but do you think that UAB was able to establish an identity, and do you think that there was some progress to, um, you know, as it relates to the year? And I think I think the answer to this is so nuanced because there's arguments each way. Do I think we saw progress as a unit? No. Do I think we saw progress in individual players? Yes. Ricky Lee, Everett Russo, those guys look pretty solid. Um, 
I saw some of those freshmen out there. Like um, I thought Tyler Thomas get off was really good. Um, he was he looked like the quickest end we had all season. You know, um, you know, and we and we talked about a lot of the young players that emerged. Um, but as a unit, that's what that's what scares you, right? You're like, and I think that's the question. Is unfortunately we we just gonna have to wait till next year to see as a staff like why aren't we on the string? Because um, third and 17s, third and 18s, we kept talking. We was talking about it during the game in our text thread. I have never seen us as a defense being such favorable favorable positions over and over to give up 19 on third on, on third and 17. You you giving up 20 yards and here and there, or you giving them you giving it to them where it's like fourth and two, and they convert. And I'm just like, how do we keep? I don't understand how we have these favorable conditions on third down and we always <laughs> I don't even have faith in us. I have I had more faith when it was third and three. <laughs> right. But but when it was like third and super long, I was like, oh, they're about to convert. And I, and to me, I'm like, this has to be something schematic. I can't you can't blame a player. It's something. I, and I don't know. I don't I'm not a coach, but. It's as far as looking for an explanation to why that's happening, come on now, that's ridiculous. It's like we, it's like we were getting Alabama, like I, <laughs> it's like we kept on, we kept on getting that over and over, over and over, and that's gonna drop morale. Listen, we've lost patrons. The it's a lot of it's a lot of bickering between the fan base. It's uh, you saw the the crowds decrease as the year. A lot, a lot of stuff happened. But on on the other hand, I I think it was a lot more revealing going on too, because a lot of players we were playing, they just weren't dependable, and so I mean, and I'm not I'm not going to call out players, right? You know, um, I I do plan on issuing challenges later on to certain players as a like, hey, this is what I expect from you type of thing. But as far as some players. It wouldn't have made a difference if they would have been out there or not. And we had been playing those guys all year. And a lot, like I said, we had Riles out there. You, I have never seen a year where we've had so many, like, walk-ons and freshmen. So that, that's one thing that's, that, that stands out to me. We have – if you look at our coaching staff, from the head coach on down, there's nobody, like, with experience as, as a guy that's running their own unit. Right. It's a lot of like GAs and Trent was a high school head coach and but nobody really had that experience. So I'm like, all right, we got the experience now. One thing, guys, that I was looking at is like when Clark was Bill Clark, when he was um, announced as the coach in 2014. One big difference we had, it was it not all of this NIL transfer portal stuff. It was none. It was almost non-existent. Right. Bill Clark, I kind of looked at the roster. He came in, and the roster was pretty solid. Like, he had NFL players. He had Jordan Howard. He had Kennard Bachman. He had uh, Salako at the tap. Like, he came in with a solid roster. And yeah, J.J. Nelson. Yeah, a bunch of J.J. Nelson. Go back and look at that roster. I, I, I encourage people. You talking about Tevin Cruz. And I was, I was just looking for a context, something, to, And I'm like, but now you had... 
you had Trent Dilfer come in. You lose Jalen Key. You lose Tuazama. You lose McGee. You lose all the rest of your offensive linemen in which uh, our left tackle was in the NFL. We lose our NFL cornerback. We lose all of our linebackers. Like, we, we lose so much. So, it's it's kind of a like, all right, now we get to, like, restart. And we we're, we replaced a lot of those guys with high school guys. And if it's one thing that I feel like the, the Clark staff did better in recruiting was they had a better eye for uh, junior college guys. Um, so, maybe we go back to that. But the, the landscape is so different. It's hard to place. I don't know what, what it's going to be like next year because there's so many moving parts. And I don't want to be a – I don't want – I would I would not want to be a – I'm sorry. I'm not, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be a G5 coach. I don't – I wouldn't want to be a G5 coach. And it's because you lose – if you're coming into a, a team, you're going to lose all your best players. They'll go into the transfer portal. So now the cupboard is barren. And you you trying to scramble to replace those guys and man, I think JMU became uh, bowl eligible because not enough teams won six games or so. Yeah, and Jacksonville State did too. And Jacksonville State, and I just think that the landscape, along with uh, what we had leaving out already, the guys that we had going to the league, the guys we had, the guys we had graduating. Um, it's just tough, and you and you talking about bringing in a, a a whole staff with no experience at all, as far as running their own program at this level. So now, why do I still have grace? Why am I not checked out? Because we've seen a whole bunch of other teams go through the same thing, and now we have an opportunity to see what didn't work, what worked. We have a year of experience. We have a year of growth. We get to restock the cupboard with players. We get players back from injury. We get players from red shirt. I just think we give the, and we get a weaker schedule than we had this year. So um, I don't, I, I'll talk about it more because I can ramble on it more, but I'm really just ready to see what it looks like going forward. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I just want to see more of an opportunity uh, and then go from there. Yeah, well said, Darren. And you talk about, you know, what it looks like going forward, you know, we we don't know. Um, but you know, you you speak to the inexperience uh, on the staff. Like, I mean, there there is some hard lessons learned um, from this twenty twenty three football season. Um, didn't get a win on the road. Terrible in the second half, as Jimmy mentioned. You know, giving that number out earlier. I. Just hope. Well, hopefully, some hard lessons learned. You know, um, you, you know, you hopefully hope that they are able to take this into the off season, study more, um, and build or you know just learn from this year and go forward to 2024. Um, you've already seen a couple decommits uh, from the 2024 class. Uh, AJ Miller and who was the other one, Jimmy? It was the first one. Uh, Dawson. <clears throat> Joseph Dawson. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, maybe more to come. Hey, but not, you, you see but... that you see a slew of them decommitting from Colorado. I saw a couple decommit from Auburn. You know, like it's kind of like everybody's in the same boat. It's, it's, I just think it's just this climate we in, man. It's like 
oh, you're losing? Oh, I'm I'm out of there. Like I, I just like, oh bro, this is too hard. I don't I'm not familiar. I'm just it's just too much. I don't envy a head coach. Like, y'all can y'all can have that position because it's it's too much. I talked to a staff, a staff member, and he said this is gonna be the toughest recruiting they've ever had to do because you have to recruit your own roster. At the same time, we have to fill in these holes, you know. But one thing that really gave me hope, I talked to one of the young players, and he wrote me, he told me that he's going to commit himself. He he hated that the, how this year turned out, but he's committing himself 100% to this weight room, and he feels good going forward. He, he appreciated us for sticking with the team and not checking out on them, you know. And to me, things like that gives me hope because that's a sign of leadership from one of our youngest guys, right? And you, you, you see guys care that much, and, and he, he vowed to take up his game, and he's going to take a couple of players with, with him. And so I hold on. I take stuff like that dearly, you know. So I believe him, and um, hopefully hopefully we don't have guys going into the transfer portal. I'm already, I'm already seeing it, and this stuff done got crazy. I don't expect us to be spared. We might lose a player to a three that we care about. And that's the that's just the reality of it. So we might gain somebody. Who knows, man? This stuff done got too wild. But let's just hope that we're able to to hold on to the majority of our freshmen, our impact players, and just build, hopefully. Yeah, I, I do think you'll see a couple enter the portal um, in this next few days, actually, um, next week or so. But, guys, I mean, we're at 22 minutes. Do we have anything else to say, or do we want to just put a bow on this 2023 season? And, hey, like, you know, the staff says reset, hopefully reset for the 2024 season. But I'll, you know, I, we can wrap it up unless either one of y'all have anything else to add. Hey, if y'all are listening to this podcast, y'all are diehard fans. We're diehard fans at our heart as well. You've got former players like Darren on the pod and John, all the work he's done. I know I sound sad today, so I won't speak for everybody, but this sadness is not going to last forever. It's it's not the way that we wanted to end, uh, you know, the football season, not the year that any of us wanted to have. None of us are giving up on the future of this program, uh, but it is just difficult even two days later uh, to think back to the game and how the year ended. But uh, we've got to do what fans do, right? We've got to support and continue to look forward uh, to better times to come and believe that they will. Well said. And hey, it <laughs> we have done this two episodes a week for the whole season. Got there there are plenty of times, you know, where we you know, like like Jimmy just said, you know, we're we're down and we didn't want to recap, you know, a game, but we do it. And whether UAB wins or loses, Blazer Victory is going to continue to cover this team. And, you know, we, we're, hey, <laughs> Darren, just send us out. I'm ready to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, like, I just thought, you know, they, you know, they love analogies. Like, everybody loves analogies. Have you ever seen, like, a kid, you know, that's just now entering into the teenage year that's, that has to make a transition to a new school, new environment, right? Like, it's so much going on. And that first year, they're not experienced with all that's moving around around them and they struggle they rebel great suffer you don't give up on that kid right like especially if you're the guardian i feel like we're the guardians for this part this is our program this is our program as fans as many players i done been through this program coaches whatever we're still here so this is our kid you have to support that program you have to support that kid 
right? No matter what. So I look at it like that. Hey, the grades and everything messing up, we're going to have the same style. We're going to have, hopefully, hopefully, we're going to have most of these same players back. I pray. So it gives us an opportunity to build. You Have you seen the next year when they seem to click for them, if they get that proper support and you put that proper structure around? Let's just support the guys. Let's just support as much as we can. And then whatever happens, happens. But we let's do our part and try to just quiet down some of the negativity. Speak speak valid criticisms, but God dang, man, it's, just, it's, it's enough going on. And sometimes I'll be having to bag away from it. It's just, it's just too much. Just let's just support our kids. I'll put it that way. Jimmy, you can send us out. Blazer Nation, just blaze.